It's the Redirect Podcast. Search industry research, discussion, and analysis from the Black Truck Media and Marketing Headquarters. And now, redirecting you to the Black Truck Team. Welcome to episode 43 of the Redirect Podcast. It is Friday, April 20th, 2018. I'm Jason Dodge, founder of Black Truck Media and Marketing. I'm joined this week by Patrick and Ashley from the Black Truck team. Hey, gang. Hey. How are you guys? It's Friday. It's sunny. Yeah. Finally? Yeah. It's finally warm here it's in Michigan. War, it's warmish out. Warmish. I've it's not been bringing a coat the past couple days. Why did I not notice this? In <laughs> I refuse to, to wear it. Well, we finally have some good weather, and that's, yep. that's making everybody feel a little extra happy on Friday, so <laughs> that's good. Good, good, good. Uh, a lot to cover this week. I'm finally going to cover something that I actually have held off two podcasts now to, to discuss. We'll make sure you have your turn. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, but we've had some really great discussions. There's actually been a lot, uh, I think, of ups and downs that are happening, you know, specifically with Google lately. So we've been covering that a lot and a lot of different changes. So mm-hmm. it's all all good. All good. So, Ashley, you said you were going to take lead this time and yeah. share share some uh, some insights. Yeah. Speaking of Google, something that we seem to talk about a lot. Um, they don't mean anything. I mean, they don't mean anything. <laughs> really. Let's kick off the podcast with a little bit of hearsay, shall we? Hmm. Um, I. Okay. So we have talked a lot about how-to content, how important Mm -hmm. creating how-to content can be for solving searchers' problems. You know, um, most of the searches out there are people trying to solve a problem. So we like to recommend creating content that's going to answer those queries. And one of those big themes is how-to, how to do this, how to do that. Okay, so... Google is rumored to eventually replace the featured snippet answers for Google Assistant with how-to ads. Hmm. Um, I I was tipped off to this through Search Engine Roundtable, but apparently, and this, you know, again, it's hearsay, but it was uh, reported from CNBC. Well, then it must be true. Yeah, right. Um, that Google apparently has been pitching companies to create videos for a new how-to feature for its smart assistant. Um, it plans to show the feature at its annual conference for software developers in May, according to a person who's seen the pitch. So they're gonna re- they're gonna release it at Google I/O. Well, I think I think it's it, well it would coincide with. So are they talking about featured snippets or the thing that we've seen recently, That's which which is more, you know, what we've seen come up and we were testing it. We tested it here locally. We've tested it um, around the U.S. with other individuals we work with and then also uh, abroad in, in Europe. And it seems to be more on a global scale now, finally. Um, but when you do searches for how-to related uh, you know, how to ride a bike, how to um, re- replace a sink drain and things like that. Google is starting to show um, featured video mm-hmm. snippets. And what they're doing is they're playing the video. Pat, you were the first one to actually find it. Um, yours, though, was based off of a more of a generic 
query. Yeah, it went, and then, I didn't have a how-to in it. No, mm-hmm. and then I went down the rabbit hole of the how-to and found a whole bunch more. But uh, where Google's showing a featured video snippet mm-hmm. or a featured clip, and I use the word featured clip. I think that's what um, Stone Temple talked about almost probably last year or two years ago. But what it'll do is it'll fast forward to wherever that point is. So you could have a whole how-to video on, you know, plumbing. Mm-hmm. And one segment in there right in the middle is how to replace a kitchen sink right. or how to replace a kitchen sink drain. And Google can now go through that video and say, this is the one to do it. They're not currently showing any uh, like pre-roll ads, ads in there. Right. There's your normal display ad that's going to show in there. Um, but if you're not looking at that, no eyes on that, you're not going to see it. But um, this would play really, really well with with that current strategy or current technology that they have Mm -hmm. deployed. Yeah. So it just kind of made me chuckle. Um, The search engine roundtable article was (laughs) this line. For example, Johnson & Johnson could create a video about how to bathe a baby, or Kraft could make a video with a recipe for cheese fondue. Um, And so while Google isn't launching this as an ad model, they can use this in the future. So, yeah. Hmm. I, I think... It's interesting. I think I would, I don't know, I guess Johnson & Johnson would be a trusted name to learn about how to bathe a baby from, mm-hmm. but I think I'd rather, I don't know, I'd rather learn about it from a real person that's not branded. I sure, don't know, but. yeah. Well, it's gonna, it has to head that way anyways, mm-hmm. because they're keeping, especially in that, that featured, video fe- um, featured video feature, um, they're keeping you in Google, so there is no, there's no cost per click at that point. There's no right. incentive right now for anybody to advertise there, um, where the, the the true viewer pre pre roll video ads that you can rub YouTube video ads, there is incentive because it's a cost per view. So if you're saying I can do a non skippable ad and pay a little bit more for that, I can see why they're doing it, mm. and they're going to go after big brands to test it. So they'll go after the the. The P&Gs, the Home Depots, that that type of thing Mm -hmm. first and build their case study around that. I think a lot of it too is all about the same way we as SEOs test Google tests. And they might be discussing it or dropping it out and maybe they'll formally announce a beta phase Mm -hmm. on something and then in a few months it could go away silently. Yeah. So it's not like... Or they they could roll it out and just completely... Snow everybody. Right. <laughs> yeah, all of the above. You right. just you, you don't know with what they're doing, and that's why we have this profession. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess the takeaway is to know that this is a, an opportunity possibly coming down the pipeline, and then also don't stop creating helpful content just because bigger brands might beat you out for yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, you no, know? totally. I mean, I, I, the majority of those videos that, that we were doing testing on were not from uh, any major mm-hmm. brand product. They weren't even from maybe like a recognizable source like an HGTV or uh, uh, an Ask This Old House type of a deal. Um, they were more like general blogger, vlogger type um personalities mm-hmm. and, and content that you would find on, on YouTube. You know, it would be me watching one of Pat's videos or something maybe. So there was no no major brands in there. Mm-hmm. So. I don't have videos out there. That's not what he was implying. <laughs> maybe you should. Can you, are, are we sure? Can you, teach me, can you teach me how to change a, a faucet in the sink? No, that would, that would be good. But yeah, cool. 
Um, and I think too, speaking of things that Pat, you brought up, you know, Google's always testing and they're bringing things in and then they're taking them away. Google's, um, what was it? Chat service, uh, Allo, uh, yes. uh, is, is officially being sunsetted. So I don't even know if it, I don't even think it hit market. They pulled the plug on that. So, <laughs> uh, apparently it was never really that functional on desktop. Which uh, would have uh, would have certainly hmm. hindered its deployment and performance. So, nonetheless, they get them need to do it. See ya. <laughs> Hello. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so I guess I'm going to jump in unless you want to, Pat. Are you cool? No, no, I'm good okay. at that. You, you sounds like you really want to get after this one. <laughs> if, I, if I need to sit down on mine for a week, then I can do that. No, let's talk about structured data. So that's what I've been holding off on trying to trying to talk about for uh, the past uh, couple of weeks. So in general, structured data is any data that can be used to organize uh, or, or given a structure to. So it's a way to to take data on a website or content on a website and and provide more structure to it. So structured data can and has been used. Uh, um, on a simple level, even such as most people are familiar with, like Open Graph markup for social media tie-ins, like Facebook and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Open Graph is what is used, um, and you can modify it to tell, like Facebook, what to pull in from the the page title or the description. Uh, a lot of times, an image, that type of thing. But further down in in this whole structured data discussion. Um, most should know by now if if you're not new to this concept, but even if you are, really, it's it's what's supported by the search engines right now. Where Open Graph plays in really well to those social channels and how that data is displayed. Um, we're talking about things like microformats, schema.org, um, and there's a couple different languages that are preferred by search engines. Uh, so there's Microdata, JSON LD, and microformats. Um, and Bridget Randolph over on the Moz blog, there's an article that was a very recent article actually. Um, she outlined a couple different uh, a couple different tidbits here. So schema.org, microformats.org um, can be used with either the microdata and JSON-LD syntaxes, while microformat syntax and vocabulary can go together. So structured data gets a little geeky. (laughs) And so just know Google's been preferring the JSON-LD as their recommended uh, approach. And that's the approach we uh, tend to follow when we're looking at it. The bigger thing is, okay, how does structured data impact my site? Um, Structured data alone much like a lot of different tactics, is not going to give you a ranking boost. Um, Just like switching to HTTPS doesn't give you a direct Mm -hmm. ranking boost. But these improvements can all add up over time and assist search engines, uh, you know, with getting through your site. It's, It's almost like you're providing Google and the crawler with a more streamlined way to to understand what that page content is about. Um, and you can use different structured data sets for, I think, different themes, different different themes meaning you might have uh, a more brand-centric page, like an about or who we are type page, mm-hmm. 
those keystone cornerstone service pages versus product pages, category pages, that type of thing. They have a little bit more intricate details based on price, color, size. Um, so benefits of structured data from NSEO's perspective are rich cards, uh, rich search results, knowledge graph, breadcrumbs that you can find in search, uh, the opportunity to be featured in carousels, and even some AMP, uh, accelerated mobile page um, features as well. So rich cards, rich search results, we'll provide some screenshots of that. Um, knowledge graph, a lot of times, Ashley, we were talking about it just recently, even for um, local search, um, you know, that'll come up if you're doing a search for something and you get the local search feature that comes up in the right-hand sidebar, maybe it's for our company and it's additional data that's being mm -hmm. pulled in about that company based on location, services, products, that type of thing, maybe things that happen at that location. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> uh, rich cards or rich search results, we actually just even featured this with, with a client uh, today. They had some structured data baked in and they didn't even know it um, because they didn't really know what they were looking for. They, they didn't know what they were looking for. They didn't realize it. Uh, Pat was the one that found it. Um, but uh, rich search results, you do a search for a brand or do a search for something, uh, the, the page is indexed and it comes up, but there's additional links. There's additional content. Like an extension of a paid ad. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep, just in an organic fashion. Right. And, and utilizing structured data properly, you can work within, you know, Google's rules of engagement, let's say, and, and try and get um, additional pieces of content in there that's relevant and related. So taking ownership of that is good. But where to start, I think, is always the key for a lot of people. Um, check out Google's structured data testing tool, uh, which we'll link to in the show notes. But that allows you to drop in a page or a site, and you can crawl it and say, is it finding... Um, what types of structured data is it finding in there? What does it associate itself with? So uh, is it an organization? Is it a website? What, what, does it, what does it pull out? What does it look for? If you're looking to get more detailed on it and understand, especially schema tends to be a, a pretty straightforward one for most people to, to go towards first. The schema.org site, unfortunately, while it looks terrible... <laughs> Um, and this is like our go-to standard for, for schema, but um, there are various uh, vocabularies that cover entities and relationships and the relationships between entities and actions. This was all put together with Google, Microsoft, Pinterest, Yandex, and a bunch of other, you know, who's who's resources. But literally, you can come in here and determine what schema might be right for your company or for the specifically the, the type of page, because you can have a different schema um, for different types of pages. You know, you can have a product schema versus an offer, and within a product, you can have different types of, of, uh, of products. So you could go and do a search for, um, I might do a search for, uh, let's say, um, car. So there's a specific schema for car, for like auto dealerships. There's schemas for... Um, athletes and sports teams. Mm. So a sports team or an athlete can be associated. An athlete can be associated with an entity. The entity might be the sports team. Um, so there's there's been a lot of talk about entities being uh, a real key ingredient to structured data. Um, 
more importantly, I know Cindy Crumb, who we had on previously, she talks a lot about entities and relationships and most certainly how that can impact things in mobile search. So mm-hmm. with with the whole mobile first index being a, a very real thing now, structured data is uh, should be um, a big part of that, a big part of your strategy. And, um, and, and I don't think you have to be an expert in knowing how to implement and deploy that either. You know, you should be able to work with with your developer or development team on that uh, to be able to deploy it properly across uh, different types types of sites. I would caution against plugins. You know, I'm I personally am not a fan of plugins, and we've we've gone round and round with plugins that work or don't don't work, and they're not supported. And you know, plugins in WordPress or add-ons in in Drupal, Joomla. Um, I think if it's really the, the proper way to do that would be to hard code those those structured data pieces in there and, and really be able to define what what uh, what and where it's those, good to have a developer in your pocket for that kind of stuff I agree I agree I mean they're, they're, uh, a good developer is going to be able to go through that much faster than let's say you or I is going to be able to just because we maybe we know how to do that doesn't necessarily right. mean that, that we should might take us half a day to do it but it'll take a developer 20 minutes you know <laughs> Paying right. for his time versus us struggling through and not getting our other work done. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of those changes are made at a template level, you know. So if you have a template for a product, that that schema can be defined for the product that goes globally into that template and can be deployed across, you know, all products. Nice. Or categories or, you know, again, uh, uh, the sports team versus or the organization versus the individual players on the team. So um, super geeky. Hopefully I did a Justice on explaining that little crash course. Everybody fell asleep. Day. No. I, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, no, wake up, is, Ashley. No, I love this stuff, actually. I, and it's something that I personally haven't been able to dive very deeply into yet, but I've been kind of uh, champing at the bit. I don't know. I Did you know that it's it's spelled champing at the bit, not chomping at the bit? Did you I know didn't that? know that. Yeah. We've been really? throwing trivia back and forth in the office today, but yeah, if you look up, the, the correct idiom is C-H-A-M-P-I-N-G. Interesting. Yep. But I don't know if it's supposed to be pronounced chomping or champing, so there you go. Does that make you a champion? <laughs> Maybe it's champing. Champagne? Well... <laughs> All right. Nonetheless, slewing back to structured data, we'll link to a couple of really great resources. Check out schema.org and and start to dig through there. Um, I mean, man, you can anything from you know even you know cars, products to tourist attractions. There's a schema uh, markup language for tourist attractions. So um, check it out. Dig in. Work with your developer. Work with your your site developer and um, and start to understand these things a little bit more. In their intricacies. So, all right, Pat. Hmm. I'm looking at you now. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> nothing terribly exciting in ours. Ashley, you and I had kind of touched on this a little bit um, offline, working on something together um, about forcing a crawl on a page or a re-indexing of a page. Um, we were. Uh, you just by, by like Googlebot or something. Yeah, you like just. Ashley, you just sideways looked out of your... <laughs> I did? I don't remember What are they talking about? No, it's uh, when you make a major change on a page or a site or maybe after a uh, relaunch, getting Google to uh, fetch or go see right. your, your yes. site for a possible re-index again. And um, it is a newer practice that I've been trying to, to remember to do. I haven't formally added it into any kind of 
checklist yet for <laughs> post-launch, post-changes, uh, because I haven't seen results yet. I don't remember what client it was we were doing that on, or if you remember mm-hmm. off the top of your head, mm-hmm. and if you had followed up with it after we did it. But long story short, um, I stumbled on an article, um, How to Force Google to Recrawl Your Website, and mm-hmm. it's, it's not uh, it's cut and dry, and it's kind of um, an asterisk in that title, because... You don't really know if they're recalling your whole site uh, or the page you're doing or when it actually occurs. Mm-hmm. What we usually generally will tell a client after um, major changes to a site is, you know, look for your site to be fully re-indexed within 60 to 120 days, give or take 60 to 120 days. <laughs> Depending on the industry. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. there's there's no uh, exact science to it. Uh, but what this article is suggesting you do uh, is... And what I'm suggesting you do and what I'm going to start doing is after relaunches is, um, again, one of my favorite tools is Webmaster Tools slash Search Console, Mm -hmm. depending on if you're looking at URL or titles, (laughs) um, is inside there. I believe it's in uh, the crawl section, but there's um, uh, Fetch is Googlebot or Fetch is Mm -hmm. Google. And then once you fetch the page, you then can submit to index. And then from there... You can say fetch this page or, or submit this page or submit this page plus all sub URLs. Yes. Oh, that's great. Yes. Yeah, so so anything that follows that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I've been doing everything. Actually, I don't remember for yours if we did that the one page or the whole thing. I I, I tried it both ways, actually. <laughs> gotcha. Mm-hmm. And uh, going back to, I think we talked about this on air last week. It's uh, after you submit a contact page, you don't know. If oh, depending, yeah. depending yeah. on that, if you got a thank you page or what, you click submit and it, the um, search control just says, okay, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't really know. So you don't really yeah. know. Yeah. And um, maybe I don't do a good enough job following the messages portal inside search console. Maybe they've sent an email um, or a message and it says we completed this, I, but I don't think they do. I think no. it follows, but I think, no, I, I don't think so. They, I think it follows a, a similar protocol to, to Google's, um, you know, Google also has the feature where you can submit a URL. Mm. Um, and that's supposed to be like brand new unknown site. And, and it used to be there would be people that would, um, there would be people that would spam that. Obviously, Google's picked up on that. Yeah, I still think it's probably to Google's discretion as to whether or not they want to um, listen to you. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you could submit yeah. it. Right. They're going to care or not. Exactly. That's you know. just it. Is, it. is it worthy enough for Google to do this? You obviously mm-hmm. brought it to their attention. Their scanner real quick. Say, like, all right, we'll give you one this time. Mm-hmm. So they do have limitations to it. It says you can do it. Um, uh, up to 10 times, and I don't know if that's per account or per mm, domain. Mm, mm. Didn't really clarify. Um, another option to help urge the Googles along to <laughs> to do this recrawl or re-index is to submit a sitemap. Um, sometimes right. you get a, a fresh sitemap or substitute mm-hmm. one or just be surprised how many sites don't have a sitemap. Or it's been updated. It's been mm-hmm. updated, yeah. Submit a fresh sitemap, and again, that can be done through Search Console. Mm-hmm. Other There's other ways to do it, but you know the universal way is through Search Console. Um, and that can also send that trigger to Google to uh, re-index your site. And also, too, to add on that, I think that's a really good point of like making sure that you're submitting your, your sitemap, your XML file, to, right. through Search Console. Um Check out Bing Webmaster Tools as well, and and make sure you're submitting your site through there too. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a, uh, a 
often overlooked. Yeah, Bing gets overlooked, but you know, 10% of traffic is still 10% of traffic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why? And, and that might be more relevant. That might even be more relevant for your audiences right. depends on who they are and where yeah. they're at. Yep. A lot of corporations are forced to use Microsoft products. You know, in, in Microsoft search console or search engines is Bing. And if they're forced to be in totally. a Bing world, you may as well make sure they're getting the best experience. I agree. So while it's, uh, you know, prim- primarily a Google world, uh, don't discount the other the other services mm-hmm. out there. Yep. Awesome. Man, that's a lot to take in. <laughs> you guys, everybody went like full geek on this, so this is good. Awesome. Well, if you guys don't have anything else to add, then we're going to carry on. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, a lot to cover there. Everything from, you know, uh, boy, various types of markup languages and structured data do some research there. We'll link to things in our show notes here, so so check those out, um, as well as getting sites re-indexed, always keeping, uh, trying to keep on top of the, the chatter and what that can mean for the future of search. Until next time, good luck. This has been the Redirect Podcast. Check out the show notes at blacktruckmedia.com and add us on iTunes and Stitcher.